0: uh here we go sorry we're um, psyching myself out i can't do it we're like
1: how many episodes in 60 something and it's like maybe now's the time we should switch it up and i should introduce first (laughs) (laughs) yes you should go ahead oh man the pressure
0: it's hard
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right you want me to
0: Yeah.
1: Hi, I'm white. And I'm big. And together, (laughs) (laughs) if you reverse that, we're big and white.
0: (laughs) And you're listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, (laughs) what are we talking about today,
1: White? Today we are talking about all the crazy places we have slept as expats.
0: There's a lot, you guys. We have traveled a lot for work and for personal things, too. And let me tell you, there's a wide range of interesting places that we have spent nights.
1: (laughs) And probably a lot more that we don't even remember
0: I know. Yeah. I was just <laughs> reminded of one like this week cuz I saw a video that I had taken of it. But otherwise, I wouldn't have remembered. So, they're they're all in the, the annals of our memory somewhere. Yes.
1: But before we get to that, how's your week?
0: What have you been up to, big? Oh, man. Um, things are great. I'm loving being in California. It's I feel like Update since last episode. Now my life is amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like when I first got here, I was really struggling with just feeling like unanchored and I couldn't find a routine and I was just frustrated because I, you know, wasn't able to work well because I didn't have a routine and I felt like I didn't have friends. And now all my problems are gone.
1: (laughs) Wow. Super congrats, dude. Thank (laughs) you.
0: It is funny, though, because I feel like I'm... Like, I'm super happy to be here and I'm way more adjusted than when I first arrived. But everyone saw something will still hit me that's like, I am not good at California still. <laughs> or, you know, like, like, I'll just be going along normally. And like, like what happened? Oh, I went to this store and I asked the sales lady for help and she was like super helpful, but like too efficient. <laughs> I realized I'm so used to the Nepali way of salespeople helping you, which is like, They're there even if you don't want them there. And Mm -hmm. they, like, hover and they ask you tons of questions. And, like, I realized that I wanted her to do that. But she was doing the L.A. thing of, like, being helpful but respecting my space. (laughs) And I was like, this lady, she just, like, answered my question and then disappeared. Like, why isn't she hovering near me? Because I have more (laughs) questions. I wanted to hand her my
1: future purchases. And she's nowhere (laughs) around.
0: (laughs) Or, like, um, I was at the beach, and <laughs> this airplane flew by with an advertisement, like, behind it, like a, you know, uh-huh. like a flag or whatever, and I, the person I was with, I was like, oh my god, that's so funny, like a Geico commercial, and he, he just looked at me, and he's like, um is this something you forgot about California <laughs> oh is this normal and he was like yeah it's very normal like oh, my oh and then there were like four more planes while we were at the beach so I, was like, like, okay, I, I forgot how California works <laughs> oh my gosh wow but yeah besides the little things of forgetting how life goes here all in all Things are pretty great.
1: Wow. That's really awesome to hear. I feel like all of our listeners gave a collective sigh of relief because the last episode (laughs) was like a little bit, a little bit on the edge. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You guys, I'm good. It's fine. See, you can get through transition. You won't die. I promise. Tune in to the next episode for the next
1: installment of Big's
0: Transition Moods. (laughs) my roller coaster of moods. Yeah. Every other episode, I'll be happy and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, how are you, White? What's up with you? Um.
1: Well, I don't seem to be as quite uh, high in the sky as you are, but...
0: Well, I mean, that's pretty hard to achieve, so...
1: Yeah, but I'm doing okay. I've been traveling, like, the last month, like, kind of helping care for some of my siblings and stuff, and... And so I've just kind of been on the road for the last month, and that got kind of tiring after a while, because I was, yeah, like, totally. still working, and, you know, like, trying to find somewhere with Wi-Fi in my hometown is, like, really hard.
0: <laughs> Man, why does America have worse Wi-Fi than Nepal? What the heck? Oh,
1: I tell you what, it was pretty rough. Um, and, like helping my sibling who was in the hospital and like visiting him every day and stuff. So anyway, so it was just kind of a little bit exhausting. So I'm back to staying in Northwest Arkansas, where um, I was for the first couple months that we were in America. And so I'm really happy to be here. I'm kind of ready to just like be here for a few weeks and just kind of like make friends. And because last time that we were here, I was like, you know, I really want to hang out with people, but... I'm going to stay with, multi- you know, my siblings who are immunocompromised. I can't take any risks about anything. So, like, I'd love to hang out with you, but I can't. So it was just, like, a lot of pressure. So now I'm back, and I'm like, I can start kind of hanging out with people more safely. Ooh. But I'm so tired, so I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. trying to kind of ease myself back up into it. But um totally. But I did get to go to a retreat in the middle of the woods in Arkansas mm. and I stayed there for a week just by myself in this cabin. The owners were nearby so it's not just like single girl alone woods. <laughs> will she survive or will this be a horror story? Blair Witch style, you know. Um it, it was totally totally just beautiful. Um, I hiked for multiple hours every single day, oh my God, <laughs> and um read I think four of the seven Harry Potter books oh my gosh. <laughs> and a couple nonfiction books and did a puzzle Girl. and watched bewitched and it was just amazing.
0: That is like the most intense relaxing I've ever heard, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I I went hard <laughs> on the rest. <laughs> oh,
0: that sounds so nice, though.
1: Yeah, so after, like, that was my last week of my month of traveling, so mm-hmm. it had been just kind of intense up to that point, and then it was just like, all right, we're just going to shut down. And, like, I didn't have service out there either, so it was just so nice to finally... Just be totally cut off mm. and not have to think about, should I be posting to Instagram? Should I be keeping up with people? You know, right? I yeah. didn't have a choice. Just
0: completely so, remove yourself. Yep.
1: So by the time I got done with that, I was, I was like, all right, I'm rested. I'm ready to like get back to it, you know? Yeah. So I'm like easing myself into society again and
0: it's going pretty well. That's amazing. Do you feel like it was helpful, like, for your transition? Like, would you recommend that to other people who are kind of changing countries? (laughs) Yes. I think um, from my
1: perspective and personality, I definitely needed that because otherwise I won't stop at all. Like, Mm -hmm. you can get kind of into this kind of false sense of energy, Mm -hmm. which is actually, I think, just like, anxiety.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Really. I should rest, but I can't. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Like, I would lay in bed, but I can't, so I'm just going to keep going, 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 going. Right. So I really needed that, but I wouldn't just go and not have any plan at all, because for me, I really, like, I don't really know what exactly is coming next, so I needed to spend time thinking about what business could look like for me, thinking about, like, what's happening with my spiritual life and just kind of setting aside time for that. Because otherwise, I'm going to just read Harry Potter. Like, that's the path of least resistance. And that's not necessarily that restful. It's just a different form of consumerism. Mm, yeah. So I need to fi- yeah, I needed to figure out, like, how to direct my energy. So, yeah, but you guys – if you're coming out of like our kind of situation, highly recommend just finding a way to step away from society for a while because it gets tiring thinking about like, oh, I'm I'm transitioning. I'm doing this big, hard international move. And, you know, you're like constantly thinking like, oh, is this culture shock or is this just a personality thing? Is this a COVID culture thing? I don't know what's going on. Just like just go sit in the woods. That's mm. all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, speaking of just a really great restful time, um, should we talk about some really not restful time <laughs> that we've had <laughs> in our lives? Oh yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. So yeah, we've had this idea for a while, but we just like have been talking about all of our experiences of like different places that we've slept and we thought it would be fun to share with you guys. So, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of these are like, because we travel to the village for work and we stay in people's homes. So, which is such an amazing like privilege that we have. We're definitely not complaining. (laughs) Let me just like start the episode with that caveat. Like I'm so happy that I've gotten to have all these experiences and you know, really, like, get to meet all these wonderful people and stay in their homes. But that being said, <laughs> sometimes it's rather comical or stressful in the moment, comical later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, some, too, like, we, we just travel a lot. Like, we fly places. We are always in different beds. You know, I had this, like, insane period of time for, like, two years straight where, I didn't sleep in the same bed for more than six weeks straight (laughs) for two years. (laughs) So that will, you know, increase your chances of interesting nighttime experiences.
1: True. Very true. And your ability to sleep in interesting places will also increase.
0: That's true. I'm amazing at that. Yeah. I think I maybe (laughs) mentioned this in another episode, but... When I came here to stay at my parents' house, my mom made some comment about, like, she dropped something and made a really loud noise while I was sleeping. She's like, did I wake you up? I was like, no, I didn't even notice. She's like, "Mm, (laughs) yes, you have been conditioned. (laughs)
1: It's an important life skill. It really is. So we've divided the crazy places that we've slept, actually, into two categories. So one is, like, the actual place itself is just a little bit unexpected. (laughs) Um, And then the second is that maybe it was pretty normal, the place that we were sleeping, but there was some kind of external influence, circumstance that made it a little bit less than what we would consider normal. So just (laughs) just to think about those as we're going into the topic. Um, That being said... How do you want to do this? Do you want me to ask you about stuff? Do you want to just jump right in? I'm really excited about the first bullet point?
0: Um yeah, I'm happy to start because this is like one of the most amazing ones. So <laughs> for work, I did this forty day trip uh, four years ago now. Wow, and we uh, it was in the mountains, like super remote. We spent twenty days traveling and 20 days working. So we would, like, work for two days, walk for two days, that kind of thing. And we were up in this region, and we, like, went to see these people because they were, like, semi-migratory. Like, they would live in town for part of the year, and then they'd go up higher in the warmer parts of the year to graze their yaks. So we were staying with them, but it wasn't really, like, an actual village. It was just kind of, like, a temporary area. And the only spot for us to stay was in A yak shed. (laughs) So it was like this. How do I explain it? So it's kind of like a half cylinder. Like basically, it was this woven mat and then like two ends in the ground and it bows up in the middle, like supported. And that was pretty much it. And they're like, you could sleep in here. And then we're like, okay. And she's like, don't worry, it's clean. Like I swept it all out. There's no like yak poop or anything. We're like, okay, fine. And then, like, as we're getting ready for bed, it was me and, uh, my two colleagues, a guy and a girl, and then our guide that was traveling with us, the guy says, so two guys, two girls, and we're, like, lining up our sleeping bags all next to each other. <laughs> and then as we're, like, preparing for bed, the lady comes and she starts putting up this kind of, like, matting, but, like, to cover the entrance. And we're like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, I'm just putting this up so the yak doesn't try to come into the bowl, but I. <laughs> <laughs> Trampled by a yak. (laughs) Like, men,
1: will you go lay by the entrance? Maybe make sure the mat doesn't fall down? (laughs) That's pretty
0: funny. But it was actually fun. Very comfortable. Better than a tent. Highly recommended.
1: Very good. You didn't, like, leave and there was, like, a yak waiting to get into his house? (laughs)
0: Just standing by the door like, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, No. I mean,
1: any story that starts with, So this one time I was sleeping in this yak shed. It's going to be
0: good. (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Let's see. What else? How about you? I don't know. Do you have any crazy places?
1: I think that some of the sleeping situations in rural Nepal kind of have to do with not so much that the room is really sketch. It's that there's very rickety ways to enter and (laughs) exit the place that you have to sleep that's so true (laughs) and like when you're tired your coordination is not very good so Mm. it like you know enhances that as well um so this was actually this time three years ago i think that we me and two other colleagues a guy and a girl were on survey in rural nepal and We actually ended up calling this language survey the key survey because every place that we went always had like the bathroom would end up being locked or you know there was just like everywhere that we needed to go required that a key (laughs) be there so i just want you to like like just be envisioning this so a lot of times you'd like need to go to the bathroom and you'd finally get there and then there wouldn't be a key to actually get (laughs) into the bathroom it would be like padlocked you're like cool i did all this work and i still have to pee outside (laughs) um but the place that comes to mind first is one of the first villages that we slept in. So um, this was a actual hotel, so people didn't normally live here. And to get to our room, you had to, like, go up this ladder, like a handmade ladder. And then you kind of had to, like, crawl a little bit because the ceiling was really low. <laughs> and then come outside, so kind of like a, a balcony. But it was kind of like... The size of two planks of wood, like maybe four two-by-four planks of wood, okay?
0: Okay.
1: Um, And none of them are attached, so they're like, you have to, like, balance on them right, or else you're going to
0: tip the board. Just resting on top of something. And you're going to
1: fall two stories down onto the field. (laughs) So you have to, like, go along this... And then go back inside, and then you get to your actual room. Okay. But any time that you needed to go to the bathroom, then you had to leave your room, go alongside these unattached boards, back inside, go down this ladder. And there's not electricity either, so you're like, can I balance my phone? Can I see? And then you finally, you get outside, you go through a field, down a hill across a river so you have to like balance on these stones and then go back up a hill down the road a little bit and then down a hill and then you get to a bathroom oh my god sometimes it would be locked (laughs) so you're like can i find the key Or, you know, more often than not, you're like, of course, I'm going to go and pee in the cornfields. Like, that's what any sane person would do. Well, exactly. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: But not a lot of sleep would happen even in that room because you're like, by the time you get that far away, then you're like, I'm away. (laughs) I'm never going to sleep. Like, your adrenaline's all up.
0: I feel like that's definitely the situation where you like you wake up and you have to pee and you're laying in your sleeping bag and you're just like, "Nah, I don't. Uh, nah. I can I can fall asleep again. I don't I don't have to go." <laughs> sometimes
1: that works and sometimes it does not work for me. Yeah. So most of the time it's like, "I don't have to pee, but you do. You do. You do." You know, like I yeah. <laughs> think about it even more. Oh
0: man. Well, I have kind of a similar story, about it. it's, I don't know, less exciting. Maybe I should have said mine first, but <laughs> I kind of forgot about this, but I found a video of my friend explaining this room of, like, she's like, look, here's the room we stayed in last night, and puts the camera out the window. Look, here's the, we're on the edge of a cliff, and our room doesn't have a door. <laughs> and, like, I'm sitting on the bed in the video, and this chicken walks in the room, and I'm like, hi. <laughs> But then to get out, you had to go, like, it was, like, the second story of a building, but then it was on a hillside, so you could walk out onto the ground that was, mm. like, it was, like, tiered or whatever. Yeah. But in order to get from our room to the other part of the solid ground, you had to walk across this bridge. But, yeah, very similar to yours, just, like, two planks balanced on things, <laughs> like... And when we got there at night, it was dark, so we, like, didn't really realize how high it was or how dangerous it was, you know? You just, like, walk across these little boards in the middle of the night to go pee, and then we woke up in the morning and we were like, "Oh, if I had fallen, I probably would have died. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was a good one.
1: Depends, a proud sponsor of today's episode. <laughs> when you're on fieldwork in Nepal... Why bother risking walking across two planks of wood and down some slippery rocks and through a bunch of hogs and a pen to be able to get to the bathroom? Depend on Depends, <laughs> your nighttime savior. <laughs> Thank
0: you for sponsoring the episode, Depends. Oh, my gosh. For those of you who don't know, Depends is an adult diaper nappy brand. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like... You could have gone the, like, astronaut direction rather than the, like, old people direction, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh Man, my gosh. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I have another um, bathroom story that's combined with a weird place that I slept. So, yeah, another time. I feel like these all have to do with getting to a village late at night. So, <laughs> we like, got lost. This is that same crazy survey. We got lost on the way to one of the villages. Like, we went down the wrong valley because it was all covered in snow and there were no landmarks. Anyway, we finally found it, but it was nighttime when we got there. So I didn't really, like, have a lay of the village, you know. And the people there, like, were not excited for us to be there, which was uncomfortable. (laughs) They were, like, all arguing about where we would stay. Like, no one wanted to host us. So they finally were like, well, this one family's gone, so um, you can sleep on their enclosed porch. (laughs) like Not even in their house, just like on the porch. And that is probably the coldest I've ever been in my whole life. I remember waking up. I was wearing all of my clothes, all of them, including this like wool dress. (laughs) A baku. And I woke up at 3 a.m. and I was so cold and I was like, I... Don't want to be here anymore. I'm done with this. Service. But I had to pee, so I went outside and I was like, "Oh, I'll just." I didn't know where like the bathroom was, so I was like, oh, "I'll just find a like spot in the field to pee or whatever." So I pee, just squatted down and peed, you know. And then I woke up the next morning and I looked outside and I realized I had peed right in the middle of the road that went straight <laughs> through town. <laughs> You're a little white
1: butt. People are like (laughs) checking on their roosters in the middle of the night and they're like, oh, my. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: (laughs) I'm noticing a trend that this is like, yeah, I mean, this place that we slept in was crazy. But like, let me tell you
0: about where I peed. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, I know. that's funny. I'm trying to think of other, like, crazy village situations that I've been in. Well, I did stay in an earthquake shelter once because we went on Mm -hmm. field work, like, not too long after the big earthquakes in Nepal. And we were in this village that was really close to the epicenter of the earthquake. So we stayed in this, like, earthquake shelter with the people. And then we walked around the village and saw all the buildings that used to be there. Just, like, completely rubble. It was crazy. Yeah. What else? I've stayed in some pretty bad hotels. Yeah. In, like, rural Nepal. There, there was this one where it was, like, basically two rooms, and we forced them to let me and my female co stay in one room, and then all the other people who were staying in the hotel were men, so they were all in the other room. <laughs> there was, like, us two in one room, and then, like, ten guys in the other room. But there was, like, no, I mean, the wall was, like, just slats of wood, and there was huge holes in between. Like, you could see and hear right through. But the best part was there were all these posters on the wall, like, cute naked baby picture posters. But, like, (laughs) they were really oddly inappropriate. Like, several of them, the boy baby was just, like, fondling himself. (laughs) (laughs) like supposed to be all cute it's like photoshopped with all these hearts and he's just holding on to his genitals like oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a pretty good one (laughs) have you stayed in any like crazy hotels
1: i definitely know what you mean about you know where it's like yeah this is a different room with quotation marks around it you know (laughs) like we stayed a couple nights somewhere like that and i was right next to the next to the wall and these guys who were visiting the village just woke up at like 2 a.m. for some reason just wanted to start their day and I, (laughs) I was so grumpy I was so annoyed like and it's not really like a thing to you know like quiet yourself right right in Nepali culture so like I understand that but I was like when I wake up in the middle of the night and someone is blaring music or whatever like (laughs) after you've been doing interviews in a non-native language all day i'm like
0: right you're already (laughs) exhausted and stressed yeah yeah (laughs) oh my gosh yeah
1: i've stayed in hotels in rural china that were just like you have to put a chair in front of the door to barricade it because obviously it's been broken into multiple times. Oh, you're like, oh, that's one of those situations where you're like, I don't have to pee. Nope, I can go back to sleep. <laughs> wow,
0: that's terrifying. Yeah. I'm glad you made it through.
1: I feel like I've stayed in crazy hotels, but they don't seem very crazy to me. So I can't we need other people to tell us if they if they seem crazy
0: or not. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> well, how about this? How about not staying in a hotel and sleeping in an airport instead? Oh yeah, we both have lots of experience with that, don't we? Yes. Absolutely. Like any
1: expat that you meet, you're like, where are you flying through? Oh, Doha. Oh, let me tell you about the women's sleep room. You have to get the corner by the chairs, sleep (laughs) on your back. You know, like everyone has something to say about that. So true. You're right. Not the really cold, hard, pseudo beach chairs.
0: I know. (laughs) I always just sleep on the ground next to those weird chairs.
1: (laughs) And there's like people on a concourse above you above the room mm-hmm. that can like look down on you as you're trying <laughs> to sleep in your most vulnerable state as they're like deplaning like la, 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 la. that's
0: why i always bring a blanket sized scarf and just cover my whole self with it. <laughs> good and this is why the singapore airport is amazing because yeah. their benches don't have armrests so you can actually lay down yes thank you singapore yes
1: I know. That really is a kindness. Yeah. Like, when I was young and stupid and flying back to America with my friend, we ended up getting stuck in the Frankfurt Airport for, like, I think it was like three days that we were there. What? How? Like in the airport. Not just like, oh, we're stuck in Frankfurt. We were in the airport for that That's long. That's
0: like um what's that movie where he like lives in the airport?
1: Yeah. That that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah.
0: You <laughs> were just really channeling Tom Hanks hard. Yeah.
1: But Frankfurt's really nice because they would let the um, like homeless people come in and look through the trash to find recycling.
0: Mm.
1: So sometimes there would be like homeless people that would sleep in the terminal, which I don't know how they got away with, but yeah, it was fine.
0: Oh, as so long as they it's didn't fine. ever That's put great. armrests
1: on there. Yeah, yeah. So I slept really
0: poorly for like quite a few nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you needed, um, have you heard of the, there's a website? It's like sleepinginairports.org or something. Mm. I don't know. I'll- See, this
1: was like 2011. So this was like before Wi-Fi was even a thing.
0: Oh, like- uh, okay. Well, um yeah, it tells you like what different airports are good. Sleepinginairports.net. There you Highly go. recommended, everyone. Okay. Like you can search by best in Warts airports or you can look at airport guides like to say at the airport where your layover is and they'll tell you like oh this is a good area to sleep or like here's some good stuff to do whatever during your layover mm, so sweet pretty great um okay well those are some places that we slept but i feel like even more exciting is crazy conditions or things that have happened to us while sleeping yes
1: <laughs> It's all been leading up to this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, One skill that I think we have developed as a result of this is that we can sleep with the lights on like no problem. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yes. Like
1: when we went trekking, I remember our friend who we were trekking with. This was like in December in the Everest region. And they were coming into the room later. So I was like, I'll just go to sleep. And so, you know, I just like covered my face up with a scarf and left the light on the over light on Mm -hmm. the overhead light on and they came in like the next morning and they were like i couldn't believe it i came in and the light was just totally on and i was trying to be quiet and i was like
0: i mean it's fine
1: (laughs) like i don't see what the issue is
0: it's so funny dude i know um Eye masks are, like, now a staple for me when I travel because of this. Yes. (laughs) One time I, we were in this village, and I don't know why, but the girls in, that were sharing the room with us, like, who lived in the village, they wanted the light on all night. I don't know if they were, like, afraid or whatever, but the problem was that the light, it was, like, a bare light bulb with no fixture or anything, and it was directly above my face. (laughs) (laughs) just swear i was sleeping in the bed it was shining exactly on my
1: face i can i'm picturing it like 3 inches above your face or no, something. no 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 ah. it was
0: like normal ceiling height but just above me and it was so i was like the worst night of sleep i ever got cuz i didn't have an eye mask and it was hot so i was like trying to cover my face but then i couldn't breathe you know? like oh. it was yeah It was rather difficult. That sounds, yeah.
1: And I mean, there's so many more stories where that came from, right? Where like... Like you are trying so hard to convince whoever is home, it is like, please turn off the light, please turn off the TV. Like, oh yeah, the is it's okay. Like we're all in here together; it's not scary. Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude. How about the time you and I were on fieldwork together? This was actually like the day of the genesis of this podcast, <laughs> coincidentally. True, but it was so hot. Remember, like that was the hottest. Maybe I've ever been in my whole life. It's super humid, (laughs) super hot. And um, they had, like, two rooms. And so you and I were in one room. And then our guide that we were traveling with was in the other room. And, uh, first of all, the fan turned off in the middle of the night because the electricity went off. So we were just, like, laying there sweating. And then our our guide woke up in the middle of the night because she had had a bad dream. And, like, Nepalis don't really sleep in rooms by themselves, usually. And she was like terrified that she was gonna die. So, like three in the morning, she was banging on our window, like, let me in. I need to come sleep with you guys. <laughs> and we were all so hot. And we're like, we cannot put a third person in this bed. Like, we will die of he- dehydration. So, finally, she's like, well, I'll just sleep on this tiny couch that I don't sit on <laughs> yeah. so I can be near you guys. And we were like, fine with us. <laughs> I'm so Just please, cranky. let's not touch. You do what you want. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that was definitely probably the most dehydrated
0: that we have ever been. Oh man! Yeah. Without any activity at all. I know. I. Yeah. I mean, lost all my water reserves. I'm sure mm-hmm. I sweat twice mm-hmm. as much as I drank on that trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what else? I feel like I have some good animal ones. Like, yeah. um, tell me. This is another bathroom one, but once. It, Once I stayed in this house where (laughs) the, um, she had like a, it's not a yak. It's like a half yak, half cow. So like more domesticated than a yak, but it like would hang out in the backyard but once I went to go to the bathroom, and it was just standing in front of the bathroom. Like, it was an outhouse separate from the house. And the yaks just standing there looking at me. And I was like, I, I need to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at me like, I'm not moving. You can't come in here. <laughs> like, okay,
1: well, I guess I'll go back to bed. <laughs> Depends, a proud sponsor of this episode.
0: <laughs> Another time we... <laughs> We were staying in this room and um, sharing a bed with my coworker and um, we're like, you know, we, I think it was like, we had slept there one night and then the next day um, I dropped my phone <laughs> under the bed and I went to get it and it was inside a chicken nest <laughs> <laughs> and there were chickens like living under our bed and we didn't even know. <laughs> that not that amazing? I know. Like, oh, A little (laughs) bit, like
1: side story. There, a lot of times people will bring their chickens in in the nighttime, and they'll put them under their bed because that's like the only spare area in the room, right? Mm, But like. Are Nepali chickens that much nicer than American chickens? Like They are so quiet that you don't even notice them until you do something like drop your phone (laughs) into their nest? I guess so. They're
0: super chill.
1: (laughs) Like on the bus, they'll just be like, oh, hey, chicken, that's just like surveying the scenery and not saying anything. (laughs) Like what?
0: So polite. I remember when we were on that bus and there was just like a rooster in the overhead bin with the luggage. Yeah. <laughs> just like standing there looking that at That was me. like
1: one of the worst bus rides ever. Oh, boy. <laughs> that we stood up for four hours trying not to barf. But at least I had a rooster to look at. Yeah, yeah, right. You're like, well, at least no one's going to eat me for dinner. <laughs> You travel all this way to the capital city and someone's gonna eat you.
0: Okay, <laughs> mm. Garnet, what are you gonna do?
1: <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, I think you have a, a story involving animals while sleeping.
1: I do. Yeah. Um, so this happened when my, um, one of our colleagues and I were sleeping in the same bed and um it was probably about like four in the morning like it was almost getting to be dawn and suddenly she like sits up in the bed and i'm like what happened she's like something just ran across my face (laughs) And, face. and we had seen there was like a mouse that kept running back and forth in the room okay so we'd seen it before we went to sleep so we were like I think it was the mouse that just ran across my face. So then we're like, great. So then we're just like laying there kind of listening because, you know, you can hear mice. And then we hear rustling in our room. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And this is like at the beginning of a month of field work. So, like, we had all of our snacks, like our precious snacks with us and stuff, Mm. you know, our most precious possessions. (laughs) And we hear this rustling. And she's like, I think it's in your bag. I was like, no, not my bag with all my precious snacks to last me a month. So we had two other colleagues with us who were sleeping on the floor at our feet. And so we like very quietly both get up and grab my bag <laughs> and tiptoe outside onto the porch and close the door behind us. And tip the bag onto the porch so that everything that I have with me goes onto the floor. And thank goodness, sorry, this is like so anticlimactic, but there was not a mouse in my bag. Oh, good. Good. But like we're, I was just like, we look so silly if someone like came right now and we're just like these two white girls, like very quietly dumping everything out of my tracking <laughs> pack onto the floor. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Did your other colleagues wake up? No, no. <laughs> we're very good at what we do. <laughs> Oh my god. Ironically, there was a mouse in my lunchbox once I moved back to America but never in Nepal did a mouse end up actually like anywhere in my belongings.
0: Isn't that weird? Okay, I feel like the weird part of that story is not the mouse. It's that you have a lunchbox. I do. I love it so much. Are you like in fifth grade? What yeah, it amazing. has a
1: solar system on it. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I bought it at a thrift store. Oh, and amazing. now it's a little bit chewed up by a mouse. But <laughs> it's fine. I washed it. Don't worry, you guys. You're not
0: going to get mouse diseases.
1: I know. I was trying to remember what kind of diseases that would be. but
0: <laughs> Well... Now that we've talked about kind of these crazy places that we slept, do we want to sort of wrap up with a couple really amazing places that we've slept?
1: Absolutely. Um, My favorite one was on that same field work where the mouse crawled across our friend's face. (laughs) (laughs) But fast forward a month later, and we had just finished up the site, so we were really, really tired and we were about to go to a bigger city to, like, go and rest. So we were really excited. And we had worked really hard. And we find this little place. It was like a – like, you would stop there for lunch or whatever. Um, and we convinced the owners to let us sleep there in their beds, as <laughs> you do.
0: <laughs> Hello. I know this is not a hotel. It's a restaurant. But. <laughs>
1: yeah. But their beds were – out like on the back porch of this little building and it was right next to this suspension bridge and like which went over this really big rushing river because this is like the higher hills of Nepal so all this like glacially fed rivers and stuff so gorgeous so Mm. the front the back porch like backed right up onto that oh and it was open air and then like right above below us actually was the um all of her pigs (laughs) but i mean i'm from i'm from rural arkansas and not to like enhance a stereotype but like that's basically the village like i am very much from the country so that was very soothing you're comfortable
0: with a casual pig
1: yeah like to hear animal noises and then the river rushing down below us Mm. and our friend and I, we were sleeping in the same bed, and we both just had like the best night's sleep
0: mm. oh,
1: with the river noise. And I like, both got up and just separately would like go out and have our coffee and then s- uh, stand on the suspension bridge and look at the
0: river. Oh, it was. It sounds idyllic. ideal. I love it. Amazing. What about you? Well, I feel like I've slept a lot of beautiful places, but the first one that comes to mind actually is more just like fun and cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So on that same crazy trip that we did in the mountains, my favorite place that we stayed was in this uh, like migratory yak village. So like I said, the people move up and down throughout the year, depending on like where they're grazing their yaks. But there was this basically group of almost like what would be like a hunting shack or something for us, where it's like sort of a cabin that you stay in, but it's not like a full on house. Mm. But the time of year that we were there was not when people would be going to that region. So it was this complete ghost town, just like the whole village was empty. And um, someone like a friend of a friend of someone, you know, was like, oh, you can stay in my hunting shack. And they gave us a, or I guess herding shack, they gave us a key. And we went in, and they had, like, kind of all their stores of food, and so we found some rice and dried yak hooves to boil for soup, (laughs) and, like, made this open fire and cooked, and my two American colleagues and I sat under this blanket and watched Star Wars, episode four. (laughs) Like original Star Wars. And there was this, the only other person in the whole village was this one cute little old man who was just hanging out there with all his yaks. And he was so excited to see us. I mean, can you imagine being the only person in this village, you know? And we, like, hung out, and he made us food and, you know, kind of, like, took us around the village and stuff. And then I had an extra pair of socks that I gave him, and, like, I've never seen someone so excited about (laughs) socks. (laughs) He was so happy for the gift, and it was just such a delightful time, and it felt so special, you know? It was really fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. We've gotten to go to some pretty cool places and hang out with some pretty cool people.
1: And that's not even like including, we didn't talk about any holidays or vacations that we've taken. Or
0: That's true, you're right, yeah. So
1: we could talk about a lot more.
0: That uh, tropical island that we stayed on with no electricity was pretty good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, like, oh, I just like, you know, was on a... A private island in
0: (laughs) Cambodia
1: for half of a week. You're like, yeah, well, I I don't want to mention that. Yeah, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can't make the listeners too jealous.
1: I'm jealous. (laughs) We're not there now, you guys. I promise you that.
0: Jealous of your past self. (laughs) Well, soon enough, we'll be traveling again.
1: Yeah. I'm going to come and see you pretty soon.
0: I know. You get to go to a California beach. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. Oh, my gosh. We can record a podcast in person.
1: <gasps> Let's work the entire time I'm visiting. How does that sound?
0: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: we'll definitely record. We can
0: record at the beach and then just have annoying wind noises Yeah, the whole right.
1: Time. Like, ask a seagull about, <laughs> you know, if they'll come on and be a guest host.
0: <laughs> I love it. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, now that we're done with our main topic, should we move on to our segment of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so you guys, um, this week we have for you a mystery noise from Nepal. So I recorded this back when we were still in Nepal, and uh, I want to share it with you guys. And then We're going to give you guys uh, some multiple choice answers, okay? And then a chance to guess which one you think it is. So let's start by playing the sound. Okay, White, now that our listeners have heard the sound, will you please give them the options for what it might be?
1: Absolutely. So was that sound a... African clicks, set to techno music. (laughs) B, an advertisement for a blanket fluffer. (laughs) C, the mating call of the Nepali national bird, Mm Adape Or D, the opening ceremony of the National Cricket League.
0: Okay, so now that you guys have heard the answers, I'm just going to play it one more time. And I really want you to think deeply. What do you think this sound is? Okay, you guys. Is it A, African click set to techno music, B, advertisement for blanket fluffers, C, the mating call of the Nepali National Bird, or D, the opening ceremony of the National Cricket League? Drum roll, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is it? It is B, an advertisement from a blanket fluffer. <laughs> Yay. Which is something that doesn't sound very good when you're trying to say it in English.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what's your job? Yes, I'm an electrician. What's your job? I'm a blanket fluffer. (laughs) Come from a long line of blanket fluffers. Okay, uh, White, do you want to maybe explain to our listeners what a blanket fluffer is? (laughs) Yeah,
1: so basically you'll hear this from your window. You'll hear this guy coming along with this machine that makes this twanging noise. It's
0: not really a machine so much as like a... Yeah, like a gadget. I mean, it's kind of... It's like, (laughs) imagine like a bow, like a bow and arrow. It's just like there's a taut string that's held up by a piece of wood. That's essentially what it is, right?
1: Yeah. And when he makes that noise, and you know that you need to bring your blankets down. So, like, these big, heavy quilts that you use when it's cold as blankets are used. Um, <laughs> and you take them down, and he's able to, like, fluff them back up. Because when they get flattened from so much use, then they're not as warm. So then he, like, has his little thingy, and he, like, fluffs up all the stuff inside. So then... You can be warm again and ready for the winter. Yeah.
0: And do they do the, like, the ones that you lay on, too? I don't know. I've never actually gotten it done. Yeah. So there's this, in Nepali, it's called sirak. And it's, like, there's thicker ones that have, like, more batting that are, um, like, firmer. And people use those as mattresses. Like, you lay on top of that. And then you have sort of a similar thing, like a quilt that goes on top. And that one has less batting in it. And it's, like, more fluffy to make it warmer. Yeah. But how cool is that? Like, I don't know. You don't even have to fluff your own blanket. Someone else can do it for you. (laughs) Or like, towed
1: around this mattress, basically. Like, those things are heavy. Like, weighted blankets ain't got nothing on a syrup.
0: True. Imagine taking that to like a store to get it fluffed. Yeah. That is such a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you guys have been to Nepal and you're familiar with that noise, then you know what? Just put it on repeat and just like drink a cup of chia, feel (laughs) like you're back for a little bit. We're here for you.
0: Yes. Very soothing. Very, um, (laughs) just give you a taste of home, you know? There you go. Cool. All right. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. It was fun for us to feel a little bit nostalgic about our experiences in Nepal. And yeah. We'll see you guys again soon. So be sure to follow us on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook and our website, bigwhitepodcast.com. Right? Mm-hmm. Big and yep, white. Yep, yep, I don't even yep. know our website. Just Google it. Uh, you can email us. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will be oh, back. And, oh, and. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. What? First of all, big thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. You guys are amazing. But especially big thank you to Ocean Child.
1: Yeah, Ocean Child is celebrating a big step today in the world of big and white. (laughs) In that she has graduated from the level of street dog and is now... Transcended to become an urban sheep. Oh, a rare and beautiful
0: animal. (laughs) Man, I haven't seen an urban sheep in so long. I mean, in real life, but also. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Ocean Child. Thank you so much for your very long and very enthusiastic support of this podcast. We are super glad to have you on our team. You're amazing. Yeah. So, special thanks to you. And yeah. I guess, I guess that's it for today. Okay. Um, should we do an American goodbye because we're both an American now? Or do you want to do like a Nepali goodbye for nostalgia's sake?
1: Well, I mean, we're kind of like half and half, right? Because we've just been talking about Nepal. That's true. We could do a mix. So like you can do an American goodbye and I could do a Nepali goodbye. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So talk to you later. Okay. And tell your mom I said hi as well. And your dad. Okay. Bye. I hope that he's really enjoying the football game this, this year. Um, oh, and one more thing, big. Big? Oh. Okay, well, la, hus huss, la, la, bye, bye.
0: Wing, 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 wing.
1: (laughs) Bang, 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 bang.
0: (laughs) I like how you did that like retroflex.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bang, bang. It is. It is retroflex.